People try to put us down Talking about my generation Just because we g g get around So what it cause a big sensation I'm just talking about my generation It's my generation My generation, baby Welcome to the Upper Discussion Podcast. My name is Tim Blay. I'm Tom Zlatnay, and this is the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk That's about That's true. It them. is very true. This week's Upper Discussion is brought to you by Sonic the Hedge Fund, Hops. taking your money away real fast. Real fast. Yeah. Uh, you guys, Simon and Des can't be here this week because Des is busy with school, and Simon is busy turning 23. Whoa, happy birthday to Simon. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to Simon. Simon. Happy birthday, dear Simon. I don't think I did the song right. Happy birthday to you. You, yeah. From all of us here at Up for Discussion, specifically me and Tim. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. I don't know. Presumably the other people too. No. That song. That song originated as a song called "Good Morning to All." It was written by a school teacher in like the late 1800s, I think. Do you mean the late 1800s? Yeah, the late 1800s, like. Yeah. And it was the weird thing about the weird thing about like happy birthday mm-hmm. is that like the t- the timing is really weird on it. Like in good morning to all, there was there were like no weird breaks in it, right? It was just good morning to all, good morning to all, good morning dear children, good morning to all. Um but whenever we sing happy birthday, we have this weird thing where we like pause. Uh-huh. Dear Simon. <laughs> and everybody somehow like knows Exactly how long to pause and then like come back in. Oh, oh true. kind of cool. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's just like a thing that happens at the end of some songs. Yeah, I suppose. Like you've never done that in like a church setting before where you just kind of hold the last note of a line and then you come back mm-hmm. into the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's true. What you been thinking about, Tom? Uh, well, I've been thinking about what it means to turn 23 because oh. Simon's doing that today and I'm doing that in a week. Oh man, my young podcast friends are g- 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 growing up. G- 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 get around, yeah. And Des will be twenty three soon too. Is Des not twenty three yet? She is the same age as me and Simon. Why am I old, guys? Why you were am I born in the eighties? Why am I the only old person Ew. who still does podcasts? I guess everybody else like went off and got careers. We're basically, if I think about the podcasters that I listen to, yeah, there are two who are younger than me. Mm. And the rest are all like at least your age. Y'all are precocious, I guess. Yeah. So well, like, fair enough. You know. Yeah. You got to be at like a stage in your life where you feel like you have something to say, and also you can afford three or four good microphones. Mm-hmm. I guess that is that provides a certain age <laughs> limit on it. Yeah, exactly. But also, you have to be reckless enough to think that spending money on those microphones is a good investment. That's so true. like, early mid twenties makes a lot of sense as a time to like get into podcasting i think i suppose that's true speaking of early mid-20s yep. is your uh how's your beard doing currently because i think i can hear it right now i think it's it's rubbing up against the what the hell is that that is a rumbly <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear that <laughs> that's a rumbly rumbly sound this is what uh, i was talking to you that's about the garage. yesterday 
Oh, is it? That's yeah. That's them opening their garage downstairs. We're gonna hear it again in like thirty seconds. Okay, and then we're ex- never gonna hear it again. That explains why I felt it in my feet. Yeah, I, was, I thought at first that was my beard, and I was like, "Oh God, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> my stone beard of terror." So to answer your question, my beard is uh, currently it's it's currently at the prickliest level of growth. Mm, yeah, because I trimmed it like a week ago. Nice. It's got just the right roughness to like mess with the microphones. Yeah. I'll probably deal with it again tonight. Scratchity, scratchity, scratch. <sighs> oh, you guys. So, Tim, what was the, the biggest thing for you about turning 23? I was there for that birthday. I remember it. I, uh, you remember it? Because I, I don't. So. I think, like, for me, they all blur together. 23 I think was, 23 was your last birthday at Rochelle. It was the last birthday when I, that I was in school for. Yeah, um, so the last one at Rochelle. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Which means that... It's not, I don't think it's called Rochelle. There's no L-E on it. No, I know. (laughs) Um, There was, I don't know, like birthdays at that time were always super rushed and not many Mm -hmm. people came to them because when you're in, when you have your birthday in like early December, it's just universally exam season. Mm -hmm. So I, did I have a party? I probably did. eh? You did. I wore a green tie. Okay. I trimmed my beard. I think I had been to a funeral that afternoon. (laughs) With a green tie? Yeah. All right. It was my only tie, I think. I because I remember it being weird that I was wearing a suit, right? Because I don't wear suits. Okay. Yeah. And that's I fair. didn't go to a wedding in early December because who does that? Well, I don't know. Maybe people who are ice princesses. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I do remember you, me, and uh, one-time podcast guest Josiah Henderson saying mm. some acapella stuff that night. That's probably true. That seems like something that we did mm-hmm. around that time for sure. There's there's photos. I mean, I remember thinking that nobody liked me now, but mm-hmm. just because of that one song. I don't know it. Um, yeah, you do. I, on, I, I actually, okay. Every time one of my friends turns 23, they post that song on Facebook. And I definitely only know it as the song people post on Facebook when they turn 23. But you've listened to it at least, right? Sure. Yeah, but okay. I don't. I don't know the song. <laughs> but, like, okay, how can you have listened to a song multiple times and not know it? I've never listened to it when they've posted it. Oh well, that's silly. <laughs> I know it exists. I, I get mm. the joke, but well, I, I've never listened to the song. All right, should we? Uh, should we sing the song? Sure, I'll, I'll do my best. All right, you got to start me off though. I took her out. It was a Friday night. We walked alone. To get the feeling right We started making out Then she took off my pants But then I turned on the TV And that's about the time she walked away from me Nobody likes you when you're 23 Or something, 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 something What the hell is wrong with me? My friends say I should act my age What's my age again? What's my age again? You didn't really sing I was I was, was mesmerized cool. by the lyrics. <laughs> there, you, all the stuff that you missed that you should have known about being 23. Well, <clears throat> I'm not 23 yet, so I've got like a week to learn the song, I guess. And also to learn about that that's what t- being 23 is about. Taking girls home and then a lack of payoff? A, a lack of pants, but then, yeah, you just would rather watch TV. Or she would, or something. Well, I mean, that's actually like pretty true of most of my, my past relationships. So I guess yeah. like... Maybe you yeah. should stop falling in love with people who are TVs. Yeah. It's uh, it's not very not very fulfilling. I've been working on that. They've got sort of hard edges and sort of glassy veneers. Mm-hmm. They only really have like four colors within them. Yeah. I just need someone with a, ra- a wider spectrum, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Someone with some UV. 
Some some what? Some UV. Some UV. Some ultraviolet. Some ultraviolence. Ultraviolence. Yeah. Oh, no one's tweeting us questions. Oh, no. What a shame. What a tragedy. If this were live, we would say, hey, guys, tweet us questions. But I, it isn't, so that wouldn't work very well. Yeah. Really. I mean, I guess we can open Periscope. <laughs> Periscope? Guys, we, we had a guest lined up for tonight, but he had to bail. That's so true. Now we were, were going like, to ask him all about the intricacies of the Canadian political system and lots of fun stuff, but he had to deal with a family emergency. So now we're like just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, I suppose we could talk about like I'm injured. Yeah, That's talk about your injury while I, I set up Periscope. That I haven't said anything about. So mm-hmm. I've got a knee disease. That's not good, probably. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a disease. It's a sprain of my medial collateral ligament, um, which is either just sprained, which means which is like stretched, or it's ripped or completely like torn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't been diagnosed because I hobbled around a hospital for a long time on 50-year-old crutches that we found in our basement. <laughs> and it was a painful experience. Um, finally found where I was going. And then they sent me to the other end of the hospital to get my hospital card, which I, where I hobbled in great pain to get there and then hobbled all the way back. And then when they saw me, they uh, straightened my leg for a long time and then told me they couldn't diagnose me because my knee was too swollen and just sent me home. So here I am with a knee that doesn't really work, with my leg up on a chair and... Tom's been having a fun time providing me with some motherly love and affection. I have been mother loving you. Yeah, you've been yeah. mother. I haven't been mother loving you, but that's okay. We'll, we'll make it. We'll, yeah, some, the day will come. You right? gotta just give me those sweet boy kisses. Yeah. Well, you don't give me those often enough, and I need them, and I crave them, and I want them. I'll give you those. I just won't kiss you. I'll like give them. I'll kiss something else, and then like hand it to you. That works. Yeah, like, that's a way to do it. Here's your kisses. I put them in this bowl <laughs> mm-hmm. with some Cheetos. I kissed all the Cheetos. You kissed all the Cheetos? I did. What if, What would you do if someone gave you a bowl of freshly kissed Cheetos? Your Cheeto heart. What would you do? I would, uh, depends who. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is it somebody I like? Sure, yeah. Like somebody I would not otherwise necessarily, be willing to kiss? Not necessarily romantically, <clears throat> but like you, you like them as a person. Like, I guess it would depend on whether I thought there was a risk of, you know, disease transmission. Okay. And then if not, I would eat the Cheetos. But maybe, I don't know, maybe Cheetos are such a hostile environment that they would just sterilize a kiss on impact. What do you think? I think that if you kiss Cheetos hard enough, all the dust will come off, and then they'll be easier to eat without getting dirty. I don't know. Cheetos are nothing but dust. They don't really have other substance. (laughs) There's like the outer dust and then the congealed inner dust. That's a lot like me as a person. We've got a question here on Patreon. From, oh, snap. From Nightchild314. On Patreon? I didn't what? say Patreon. I meant Periscope. <coughs> but guys, go to patreon.com slash for discussion. Give us your money. Oh, hello, Nightchild. It's good that you follow us on every platform ever. It's great. She's very consistent. She is, yeah. Uh, so she asked us what our favorite thing is about Montreal. Do you about have a favorite Montre- thing? About but Montreal. 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 Montrellos. The realist mountain. Yeah, it's a, for me, I don't know, like number one mm-hmm. is always going to be people, right? Sure. Like, so the things that I love in Montreal are not the things that everybody, anybody else loves in Montreal unless they like know the people that I know. Right. Like, it's going to be my sister and my niece and, you know, my friends and stuff. But there was something, I was with someone the other day um, who was pointing out that she thinks it's silly that people are always like, oh, like places don't matter like it's just the people like people mean yeah 
right. or um, Because we had we were in a place that we had not like neither of us had been in a while, and it was like bringing back all these memories, right? right. But like weren't even related to, like it wasn't that. It's it's like it's like the memory palace thing, right? Like mm-hmm. when you go to a location, it like triggers a whole bunch of things. So it's like it's like store stored in this bit of your brain that you couldn't access until you went back to the place. So like in that way, it's not shallow to like places. It's like just a way to go back and like find those cherished things that you had lost in the recesses of your mind because your mind's always turning stuff over and putting it away in storage. Right. I guess yeah. that makes sense. I don't know. I like the mountain. You like the that mountain? Cool. I used to go up the mountain at like three in the morning a lot. Just sit up there, hmm. watch the world burn. Yeah, occasionally. Cool. I mean, not often. I like the mountain. The mountain is nice. It's got its redeeming qualities. Mm. <clears throat> do you have a Do you have a particular location in Montreal that stands out? Ah, oh, you know, I really like. I hadn't spent any time at the Oratory until we went up there to catch Pokemon a few weeks ago. Mm. But I like it a lot. Yeah. Have you gone inside yet? No, I've never been inside. Okay. There's mm. a certain mysticism to it. Well, it's a it's a good view, especially in the evening. Mm-hmm. Like it's facing out west, towards mm. the endless expanse of West Island and Southern Laval regions. West. Yeah, the West is the best. Yeah, I think my my favorite thing about Montreal is that like, especially our neighborhood, like we're in beautiful NDG, no damn good. Yeah, uh, and and I like it a lot because it's just close enough to downtown to be convenient without actually being like super downtowny. That's true. Like it's nice. It's nice being able to get all the things that we could possibly need, while still like having kind of a vaguely suburban feel to our home. Another thing that I kind of like about Montreal is that like, you it's not, it's not super glitzy, right? Like there are. There's obviously places in Montreal that are just sort of like falling apart or have fallen apart. Right. And like no one has bothered to do anything about it or it was just simpler to like leave it like that. Sure. So did you ever go to that train bridge in uh, Point St. Charles? Yeah. Where it's like there's a train bridge over the water and then there's this other train bridge that's just in the middle of the water now. Mm -hmm. And like because it used to be one of these rotate rotating bridges that would like turn sideways to let boats through right and then lock on to the side so the train could pass through yeah and now it uh, it's just perpendicular it's just parallel to the canal at all times in the middle of the canal so you can't really get to it unless you do this like dangerous climb on this rusty old other bridge and then like hop onto it i would and never do that in my life yeah that's fair enough but i would because i am foolish and enjoy rusty climbs but I like that the that places like that exist that sort of feel like abandoned but also like have this long history. Right. Like, oh yeah, this is this was a really important piece of Montreal like a hundred years ago and now it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I there's like <clears throat> I I remember when I was a young boy, mm-hmm. when I was a little just a, a boy, a small boy, uh maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Um, we used to go down to the train tracks near the, uh, the Canadian center of architecture. All right. Have you ever been down there? Where is that? I don't it's think by, so. Yeah. Uh, it's by Atwater. Oh, is that the one with the architectural gardens? That's right. Yeah. That's right. what we okay. always called those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I used to like going there. It was a place I enjoyed. That's a cool place. Yeah. Got a lot I had of weird my... sculptures and climbing trees. Yeah. The, there's that, that Boom. beautiful garage door again. Yeah, you should stay up till like one recording tonight, I think. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Our neighbors are being schmucks. 
um yeah no those, uh, that train tracks is a nice place i once walked from there all the way back to ndg where the next ability to leave the tracks was which was fun you're lucky that there were not trains there were we just stood off to the side during them all right well um that, that worked out for you yeah it was fine uh hmm. trains mm-hmm. is there trains. something about trains something about trains yeah i don't know it seems mm-hmm. that we we have both put trains in our places oh i guess that's true i mean my i had my first kiss down on those train tracks down on the train track it oh, was kind of cool it was a it was a good like it was a good place for that i guess mm. i saw a fox down on those train tracks a fox yeah but I guess so did you. Oh, it's funny because it's a girl you liked too. Double meaning, yes. <laughs> indeed it is. Indeed, are you Periscope? Indeed. Are you zooming in on me? I'm in zooming in on your knees. Don't do that. Does Ugh. anyone else on Periscope have They're a question so for us? so gross. I know. My knees are... Have you yeah. explained what happened to your knee yet? Not it's, really. Eh? I mean, I told you it was injured. No, I was playing soccer with my good family. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell, tell the audience about the type of terrain that you were playing soccer on. Playing soccer on... Astro turf. Okay, but what what was particular about the astro turf that day? It was slippery when wet. Mm-hmm. And and how did you did you did you think that maybe it would be wet? I I don't know what you, what are you? I'm implying that it was stupid to play soccer that night. You it was stupid to play soccer because I have this deadline for uh, <clears throat> you know doing the the song by the end of the month and it was going slowly, but. You know, it was the it was like the, the semifinal game. If we win this, we go through the gold medal match. And I was like, oh, like I need I can't disappoint my team, you know. So mm-hmm. I went against my better judgment. It was the wrong field. The actual field had gotten taken over by stupid football players. Um, so we had to take this field that was gross and much worse um, for the turf. And there were lights in our faces. And the the sequence of events was kind of a slow motion thing because I was I was playing. And I got a really good head on the ball and my glasses flew like 10 feet. And so I like scrambled to get my glasses and ran over to the other side of the field to like clear the ball and did that with my glasses in my hands and then ran after it while putting them on my face. (laughs) And while I was putting my glasses on my face, I horribly misjudged a step and half of my leg, the bottom half of my left leg wrenched sideways and the rest of my legs stayed where it was um, <clears throat> there was a sproing like a rubber band like a whoom whoom and then I collapsed in pain um, stopped the game for like five minutes because I was screaming yeah. so yeah that was not it's not a fun experience no yeah. yeah it was it was funny when you texted me because uh, flash forward flash back let's rewind a little bit rewind 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 maybe yep. Maybe like four yeah. hours before yeah. your game. All okay. right, we've rewound. Okay, cool. Maybe like four hours before your game, we were in the basement inflating mm-hmm. the punching bag that we bought. <laughs> and, we're uh, going to have to tell that story. Yeah, well, at some but. point. But we're, we're inflating the punching bag, and I remember that there's crutches down there. And I pointed them out to you, and I'm like, hey, if you ever need these like for a video or an injury or whatever, they're here. And you're like, oh, it's kind of weird, but okay, cool. Good to know. Yeah. And then you texted me that night, and you're like, hey, remember how you said we have crutches in the basement? Ha, ha. Yep, you're a jerk. You caused my injury. I definitely jinxed you. Yep. Like, it's I'm, like, I'm it's pretty like the whole sure break I a leg key, thing. I low key jinxed you there. Except, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe not. Because, like, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to say break a leg so the person won't. Right. But, it's, I don't know. Doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. 
Yeah. Nothing makes sense. Actors. Oh, listen to my voice. I'm going down into uh, the recesses. Mm. Okay, Bacon Pizza Man. That's, oh, snap. That's that's our, our Patreon supporter, Patrick, asks, oh. how many hearts is enough for this video? Not enough. Give how us many all hearts? the hearts. Do we need a whole jar <coughs> of hearts. I think that is what we need. Who do you think you are? I think I am a guy what leaves scars mm-hmm. and collects jars of hearts and tears love apart. That's likely. Yeah. <coughs> oh, dear, Tom, have you caught a cold huh. from the ice inside your soul? I may have caught a cold from the ice inside my soul. Uh, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Don't, I, ki- don't kiss my Cheetos. <laughs> Stay away from my Cheetos. I'm going to kiss your Cheetos so hard that all the dust on your Cheetos is going to come right off them, and it's going to be delicious. Guys, if you like us answering questions, you could always go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and ask us a question of your own if you pledge us some money. That's very and true. you could ask a question and we would answer it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Does anybody on the Periscope feed have a uh, have a, a deep philosophical question they want us to answer tonight? Deep philosophical question. What's your favorite song from Hamilton? Well, there you go. That's that a deep a, philosophical question. Is that a deep philosophical question? Philosoph- probably get us somewhere. Yeah, that works. I think we should guess each other's favorite songs from Hamilton. Oh, that's fun. Because I think I know yours. I'm not sure if you know mine. Okay. I'm going to guess that yours is the Battle of Yorktown. Um, yeah, that's up there. Okay. That's, that's definitely up. Although, yeah, the Battle of York. I, li- I like big like big musical numbers. So I really like the Battle of Yorktown. I think my favorite is the closer for Act 1. Oh, uh, nonstop. Um, nonstop. That's fair. Yeah. Because that's just everything. Everything's in there. Mm-hmm. I think yours is Wait For It. No. No. Yeah. Hmm, what is it? No. Dear Theodosia. Oh. oh. Did you hear the weird gurgly sound? <laughs> Gurgling. Yeah, that was you. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I heard that. Like when you when you've got headphones on, things <laughs> sound like they're coming from your own body. Yeah. Some of the time. So. Yeah. No. Uh, I think on an, in terms of like songs from Hamilton that like do things to me emotionally. Right. Dear Theodosia is definitely at the top, That's which fair. makes it one of my favorites. Mm. Um. In terms of like ones that I really enjoy singing along to, it's my shot. Ah. Uh, yeah, Hands that one's down. just like that one's just cuz it's it's so it's good to sing. It's, it's like you're proud of knowing that song, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like what's that called? A fugue when like every instrument gets its its solo? Uh no, that's not a fugue. What's that called? Um I, I don't think that really has a name. Well, it's it? whatever that is. Uh, I like it because it's it's that moment when all of the characters have something to say that's significant. Right. And, but it's yeah. also like you're meeting them, so. Sure, but you're meeting them, but it's not just a meeting, you know? Mm. Like you're really kind of like getting into each of them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Ooh. But definitely like, yeah, I'm a big sap and anything about like parents and children really gets to me. That's fair. Yeah. So Dear Theodosia is my favorite song from Hamilton. Um, like the, the thing about like the, um, it's quiet uptown packs mm-hmm. an emotional punch, Sure, but I don't like listening to it too often. I think maybe we've said this before, but maybe. like if you listen to something that packs an emotional punch too often, if it's, if it's like a sad one, I find it loses it. That's fair. Whereas like some, something that's more 
like loving sentimental doesn't as much i don't think like dear theodosia is mm-hmm. not going to wear off right i wouldn't think yeah i guess i definitely think that makes sense because it's it's more of a like feelsy song than like an emotional outburst <laughs> song yeah um yeah no that makes a lot of sense to me like your heart gets calloused to former hurts but hopefully not to love mm-hmm <clears throat> yeah the the other thing that kind of the other thought that crosses my mind with all of that um whoa i completely forgot my train of thought it's because you were scratching your nose it's because that's I was like the reset button on your brain yeah you... no, i had like a sneeze that i was trying to hold back <laughs> that's why whenever i push my glasses up that's why i do it because it's like psh, now i'm thinking about new things bam right that's fair that's why nerds do that because like that we're, that's how we get ahead of everybody else huh just think so many more thoughts. Oh man, yeah. pizza! That makes a lot of. I would eat pizza. Mm. I would eat pizza if there was a pizza here right now in this room. In this very room. In this very room where it happens. And I walked into the bathroom the other day. Yeah, and the I bathroom st- of Yorktown. I, and I said, "Now nah, I'm in the room where it crappens." Mm. Good job. <laughs> I definitely had like an actual like like real thought and then it definitely completely disappeared when I sort of had to sneeze and didn't. Mm. Maybe sneezes sneezes sound like a better reset button for your brain cuz it actually like shoots air up in there. Like Does it shoot air up in there? I feel like it expels air. But the the point of a sneeze is not to expel air. It's to like dislodge dust and things. It's to explode the your sinuses. Sure. It's it's like to send like a shockwave into them and get all the little microvilli working. Uh-huh. So they're like little hair cells. So they start pushing stuff out again. Mm-hmm. Like stimulant for your nose hairs and brain hairs. Right. I always thought that it was just because there was something in there causing an irritation. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, it's not that the sneeze like gets all that stuff out. Right. It's that it gets the machinery working again. Which is why when you were saying before... That you can often sneeze without actually expelling anything and it still does the job. Right. And that's what that's about. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I remembered what my thought was. <clears throat> my thought was just that... Hold on, you don't were, sneeze. What? Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Uh, no, my thought was you were saying that if you listen to the same like overly heart-wrenching song over and over again, it loses its effect yeah. on you. I think that only happens to me if I listen to it out of context. Hmm. Uh, like I can't... I can't have the emotional effect of one individual song be lost on me if I only ever listen to it in the context of the whole story. Right, yeah. Um, I guess to some extent, like, the whole show does not hit me as hard as it used to. Mm. Um, but I still, like, you know, I still go through the, the emotional mo- motions, if that makes sense. The emotional motions. The emotions, even. <laughs> That would, yeah. Yeah. It's like how, like, every week at church, you know, if you go to a church that has a consistent liturgy, you kind of do the same thing week after week, right? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, it can become routine, but for me, communion continues to be this, like, significant time. Right. And it also, like, it builds up a certain, like, familiarity that you don't have on the first time, right? Like, right. I've seen Finding Nemo, like, a hundred times. Sure. <clears throat> and did you find him yet? Uh, I mean, I see him every time, but I never quite, you know, never quite get a hold of him. Never quite <clears throat> find him. 
But like the first time I watched Finding Nemo, for sure, like some of those emotional moments were like really, you know, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And now they're not. But it's not like I like now it's it's almost like a, a friendly kind of emotional moment. Like even the sad ones. Right. Is like like, oh, yeah, this like I like this, even though it's a sad moment because I it's it's like a friendly blanket wrapping sad moment. <laughs> it's that, familiar. Yeah you know what it does mm. yeah that makes sense mm, I don't know. um pat patrick asked pa- us pa- 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 patrick pa- 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 he asked us what our favorite hamilton from song is oh, our favorite uh, hamilton from song yeah um, so i'm like, trying to think if i know any hamil any other hamiltons than the two that i've sang songs about who's the other one songs? that you've sang songs well about? the william rowan and the alexander oh yeah okay that's true. Mm. Are there any songs about like the city of Hamilton, mm. Ontario? <clears throat> Probably. A lot of people make fun of the city of Hamilton. Why? Let's unpack that. I don't know. It's kind of like I don't know. The city of Hamilton is is kind of like Canada's equivalent of the like poor factory town northeast of the United States, like the Trump people. Okay. Right. Like it's it's just like industrial and but also kind of, I think, losing some of its industry. So now it's just like poor white people with no jobs, a lot of them. Right. Right. So, yeah, those people get a lot of flack for being Mm -hmm. poor, but also not being a minority. Right. It's a weird setup. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) What are the Hamiltons, are there? Um, Well, let's see. We've got Alexander. Yeah. We've got William Rowan. That's true. Um, that might be it. There might not be other any other <laughs> Hamiltons in the history of the world. In the history of song, more importantly, in the history of song, didn't uh, Ben Folds have a song about a Hamilton? Oh, Saskia Hamilton. Yeah, who's she? She's got a really good name. Is That's she significant? What she has. Well, Ben Fol- or more accurately, Nick Hornby, because he's the one who wrote that album. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote this song about. She's a poet. Okay, um, but the the premise of the song is just that, um, it's this like poetry geek kid who's just totally in love with Saskia Hamilton mm-hmm. be just because of her name, because he thinks her name is beautiful, right? right. It's like her name is like Shakespeare. Um, so it's this alternate take on how you can be shallow, but not like in terms of like physical stuff or whatever. It's like, I'm it's, it's like, because that's what's the most aesthetically pleasing to this poetry kid. Right. It just sounds so like, Oh, just the dad assonance, you know? So debt assonance. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then Charlie, uh, Charlie McDonald made a really cool video of that song. Oh yeah. The music video. Good for him. <clears throat> Twas. So yeah, that's, that's actually up there in terms of my Hamiltons. Cause that's a real good song. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Guys go on Twitter and tweet hashtag pray for knee. Knee? Pray for knee. Like K N E E. That's right. Pray for knee. Hashtag P R A Y four. K-N-E-E. Yeah, we're praying that I get another knee, just like a third one. A third knee. Yeah, so that I can use it when I need it. Just sub it out. Do you have three knees? Let us know in the comments. Or I could have a knee in my elbow. How boss would that be? That would be a bony knee. Yeah. An elbow knee. A bony, even. A brony. Oh. Dang, 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 oh darn. Oh, bro, look at my knee. It's a brony. Bro, bro. 
Bro, what bro, you, bro. What are your thoughts on bronies, Tom? Um, well, I think that even bros deserve to have them. Yeah. Um, it's important in order to be able to walk places. That's true. But so deserve, I don't know. Any, does does yeah. do people deserve things? Let's I discuss. Think, I think that people deserve to have fully functional bodies. Hmm. Um and I think that's basically it. Huh. I don't think anyone deserves anything else really. So you would say that if someone is like lacking in the use of their limbs and stuff, they do not have something that they deserve. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. What's the on what basis does one deserve to have a body that works? Well, I mean, just cuz like how are you going to like really enjoy anything else that you could possibly have if you don't have functional body? That's fair. Like Everything else is secondary, I guess. Hmm. Because, like, if you can't use your body, you're going to be like, well, I would drink water that I have or don't have, but it's irrelevant because I can't pick it up. Right. I would enjoy fresh air, but oops, I can't breathe because my lungs don't work. (laughs) I would would feel the love of another human being, except that I can't because my heart doesn't feel love. (laughs) These are extreme examples, but well, that's, that last one was just you. But the, do you think that th- does that, that then extend in your philosophy to things like food, because like things that are required to have a functional body? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess hmm. that would make sense, right? I suppose so. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, that's interesting because I would say that those that's definitely a good argument for something being very necessary for the enjoyment of life, right? I'm not sure if that's the same thing as it being deserved in any sense, right? Like I doesn't guess doesn't true. deserving imply that you in some sense did something to earn hmm. this thing or so, otherwise like it is owed to you? So yeah, I guess that's true. I guess ought to have and deserve to have are two different things. Right. I think like yeah, my my thoughts on whether or not people actually deserve things I, I think no one really deserves anything and you just kind of get what you get. Right. And you get some things based on kind of the chaos of the universe and some things based on like the grace of God and the grace of the people around you. And some things you get, you know, based on shitty things happening, whether yeah. that's through people or through, you know, chaos. Right. Like, I don't think that anyone deserves to be rich based on what they've done with their lives. I don't think they deserve to be poor. I don't think they deserve to suffer. They don't deserve to be happy. You Mm. just, these things just happen to you. Right. And like, if you have happiness and joy and richness in life, like you've been blessed with these things, sure, but you don't deserve them. There's nothing you've done to deserve them. And you know, if you do shitty things, you don't deserve to have shitty things happen to you either. Well, most of the time when we talk about deserving, it's sort of a proxy for here's what's, here's what other people would be likely to give you or sure. do to you if they were aware that these are these have been your actions, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, oh, you deserve a day off because you've worked really hard. Right. It's because most people would consider that like you've worked hard <laughs> enough that they don't need you anymore and you should take a day off because mm-hmm. it will be better in the long run for both of you. Right. right. It's not like a cosmic thing. It's just here's what we are willing to do for you due to what you have done. Right probably for an ultimately selfish reason right mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess that makes sense we just had uh night child just pointed out in the comments on periscope she said there's two 
different ways of deserving things. There's like the sort of like, you know, what you deserve, which I don't believe uh, in relation to other people, right? In relation to what you get and then what you deserve as like rights, I guess. So like use of your body, mm. you, you know, access to water and light and things. Right. But all those th- like both of those things feel like constructions, right? They, oh, totally. They feel like th- things that we have things that we've decided to agree to talk about right as if they are real things right yeah you know? well that's it but that kind of is where like there's a good divide right of like i think that there's things that like i mean it's what i said before there's things that everyone ought to have such as access to clean water fresh air right a functional body you know basic rights and freedoms or whatever uh and then there's you know things that you get and i think that things that you get are not necessarily based on what you deserve but so much as they are based on like probably not but would, would you say that with both of those definitions you you ought to get what you deserve well i mean i think no one really deserves anything well are we are we accepting this definition or aren't we i don't know okay so the first one the first one is rights mm-hmm. and like like what we would classify broadly as human rights, right? Is right, that the, yeah. The, like the first category? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. And then what, can you explain to me your understanding of the second? The second is more like consequences. Okay. So like what you, oh, right. Cause what you deserve because you did a thing. Right. Yeah. Whether that bad. thing was good or bad. Mm. Right. right. And I think like when it comes to consequences, there is no like, sure. You might think that someone like ought to have such and such a consequence happen based on whatever they have done. Yeah. But actually, like, you know, ultimately nothing can really, like, rule that, right? Well, like, you, you're thinking that personally should mean that you will do what is in your power to make that happen, right? Right. Sometimes what's in your power is to, say, vote for a law that would make that happen. Sure. And sometimes what's in your power would be to, like, report a crime Mm -hmm. or give a person a bonus Right or whatever, right? Like it's sure. it's sort of like what you do is you try to align the world with your action, with how you think the world ought to be, and right. things deserving good or bad consequences as part of that. Sure, yeah, but I think that there. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that nothing is inherently deserving of anything else, right? It's entirely based on like, well, we're like all particles in a void stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like if you do a good job at something, maybe I will think like, oh wow, Tim did a good job at that. I ought to give him. A pat on the back. Right. Do you deserve a pat on the back? Not necessarily. Well, yeah. The They're, things that know. are guaranteed to, mm-hmm. in life, like even human rights are no, by no means guaranteed. The things that are actually right. guaranteed are like the laws of physics, right? Right, yeah. It's like you, and those things you don't think about in terms of like stuff that you deserve to have because you couldn't not have it, right? Right, yeah. You deserve to fall to the ground when you jump. Well. Doesn't make sense. I think I deserve to fly. Well, everyone you, deserves a chance to fly. <laughs> well, you're wrong because this is not Oz. And also the guy who said that was kind of a jerk. He was. He, he was, was like, a jerk. I mean, it's like I feel bad for him. Sure. In a way, because he didn't deserve that. Yeah, particularly. <laughs> he just floated on a balloon and wound up there. It's mm-hmm. like he probably thought it was all a dream and was just having fun. It's like, whoa, there's witches here. I guess I'll just do whatever crazy shit comes into my head. Right. And he kind of, he had power thrust upon him that he wasn't really expecting and, you know, had to figure out how to work with it. Yeah. 
I mean, he did decide to imprison and silence all animals, which kind of sucks. Sure, but, but why were those animals talking to begin with? Yeah, because they were part of his fantasy, right? Yeah, sure. He just realized what Dorothy should have realized uh, like five minutes into the movie, that he was clearly dreaming, and then he just went with it. Yeah. I mean, come on, trees that throw their apples at you because they're mad that you took an apple from them? That doesn't make any sense. Well... It doesn't not make sense. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just trees are not acting in their own self-interest. I guess that's true. And trees like when people eat their apples in real life. That's why they have apples. Yeah. They produce fruit so that people will eat their fruit. Well, so that people will eat their seeds and spread them hither mm-hmm. and thither and yawn. Do apple seeds, like, it's kind of a, that's kind of flawed logic though, right? Like the trees must not realize that humans don't eat seeds. Well, they realize that like like a lot of things eat seeds, right? Yeah. Like most things are not as discriminating in their choice of which part of the apple to eat as people are. Right. So generally something will come along mm. and just like munch the whole fruit. Right. And then just give poop out the munch. seeds because it didn't even chew it or anything. I guess that makes sense. And then the seeds grow into a brand new apple tree. And in retrospect, like when we eat an apple and throw away the core, we are throwing the seeds away and presumably they end up in soil somewhere. Yeah. Or some of them do. Right. That's why anything has fruit. For any reason. Did I tell you about avocados? Avocado. Yeah. Lawyers. Tell this me is more. A, I'm, I'm stealing this information from a SciShow episode. Oh, shit. We're stealing something from Hank? That never happens. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. This podcast is sponsored. Never mind. Um, we, yeah, so avocados should be extinct. Why? Because they're like that, too. Like, the reason avocados are like that is because... They like have, have this delicious fruit as they want their seeds to be spread around. But right. back in the day when avocados grew in South America, giant sloths also roamed South America. <laughs> and they what? were the only animal that ate avocados and whose digestive tract like kept the seed intact and pooped it out somewhere else. Weird. These like gigantic like ten foot sloths just lived. Um so that's what the avocado really evolved its gigantic seed for. Huh. And then people came along and probably killed all of the sloths. Like that's the either people or the ice ages, right? Like one of the two, right? Because you know who wants to coexist with giant, creepy sloths, um, especially when they can be awesome meat. So I they, do. They probably died due to humans, but luckily humans also really liked avocados, so they kept producing. <laughs> they just kept harvesting them and planting them. Weird. Yeah, but otherwise probably would have gone extinct. And I mean, humans are kind of like giant sloths. Yeah, a little bit. To some know. extent. We lounge around. We move negative kilometers per day. I've moved a lot of kilometers in recent days. Oh yeah, because of Pogo. I've 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 reached I think something like hundred and seven kilometers. Hundred and seven? Yeah. Yeah. Oh snap. So that's fun. I was really far ahead of Tom when Pokemon Go. What happened then, Tim? Then I took an arrow to the knee mm. and now I cannot was it a was it a big a big arrow was the, attached to a sign that said I'm with stupid? It was the arrow of love. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. You in love right now? I'm in love with. Don't say the cocoa. <laughs> I was gonna say a stripper, but oh, okay, okay, that works. The cocoa also works. Is the stripper's name Coco? Could be. That's not a bad stripper name. Yeah, it's also not a bad Conan O'Brien. He could be a stripper, I guess. He's lanky. When he retires, yeah, he's probably got some moves. I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like Conan. He's a good guy. He is. Is he yeah. retired? He retired, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I, th- I feel like all the di- the, like, the late show or late night TV people like switched over in the past three or four years, eh? Maybe, yeah. I would be down to do that one day. To be a late night TV show host? To be a late night TV show host. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. Sit at a desk, talk to Johnny Depp. I don't know. It'd be stressful, like running a TV show too, though, because you're constantly worried about like how many people exactly are watching right now. Because if it's not enough, they're gonna cancel me. Like today, like people just take shows off the air in 24 hours. It's like you sure. thought you were on, and now you're not. Sorry. I think though, like, I don't think that the hosts are the ones who are running it. No, so but it's like it's not so. It's not just them, but it's the whole team. Yeah. You know, so like, there is some stress, but at least it's like, you know, you've got a, a team working with you, right? Like, uh, who's that? Larry, Larry Wilmore. Yeah. He just got canned yeah, he just for got no canceled reason. Cause well, it was just cause there weren't enough people watching. Right. right. Well, right. it's cause no one watches TV anymore. Well, that's true. But I guess when that happens, you still got to fire people yeah. and got no budget. I suppose that's true. Or you just replace it with reruns of Game of Thrones or Seinfeld. Hmm. Gary! I mean, Jerry! (laughs) (laughs) That was a wonderful Seinfeld impression. Uh, I mean, Seinfeld never says his own name. I was clearly doing a Kramer impression. No, he clearly just met someone named Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Gary! It's me, Seinfeld! I can't take part in this improv because I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Yes, and... Nightchild asks, what's your favorite TV show at the moment? Mm. I've been rewatching The Office. I've also been watching The Office. I like it <laughs> a lot. It's a good it's a good show. I like to watch The Office. I like that like I'm getting to the part of The Office now where it feels like the characters are becoming more than just like one-dimensional creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're developed like the people who were just obvious kind of like placeholders because they needed enough interesting kooky characters. Like now they're actually becoming full people with right. like ranges of emotions and activities. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's great. Cause like season one, it's really all just kind of about like Dwight, Michael, Jim, and Pam. Yeah. And then like sort of doing their little, know, like, yeah. Every, all the secondary things. characters become main characters mm, pretty as quickly. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite office character? Right now? Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, or like, who's the one that you relate to the hardest? That I relate to the hardest. Oh, yeah. goodness. I don't know. There's not really one that I relate to well, mm. I don't think. No? Like, the the, the the audience, like, the supposed audience stand-ins are Jim and Pam, right? Sure. But I'm not, like, Jim is way too suave for, like, for me to relate to him. He's, right. like, he's really good at people. Sure. And yeah. I am not. But he's um, also kind of a bit of a dick. Yeah, he like, is. Like, he's, he's, he's Simon. Yeah, yeah like, you could he's, say that. He's handsome and charming. Yeah. Really good people skills, but kind of a bit of a jerk sometimes. That's fair. I feel like we shouldn't badmouth Simon on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Simon will be the first to admit that though. He's it's it's the it's the confidence, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm not as weird as any of the weird characters. And this, sure. there's this kind of split. But okay, like, but you don't have to be quite as weird as the weird characters to see them as like a heightened version of yourself. That's true. Like I feel like most of Andy is just me amplified by 10. Hmm. Okay. Wait. I 
can't for the life of me think who Andy is now. Are you into season three? Yet? I am not. Then you're a fool. Then there's no Andy. That's correct. He comes okay. in the third season. <laughs> that's that explains it. So yeah. It's like that's not a character that I would think exists. No, he's show. real. He's yeah, very real. In a way, I my insecurity is that I'm Michael Scott, right? <laughs> like that's that's my fear is no. that I'm a Michael Scott character. You're more of a Dwight. Hey. <laughs> that's not necessarily better. Dwight is like I'm okay with that a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm not as weird as Dwight, but Dwight at the same time like owns it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not like he's out of touch with like like Michael thinks he's one thing and he's really this complete like mm-hmm. goof idiot even Ma- though like yeah. he's got redeeming, he's got heart. Well, um the reason that I think yeah. you're like Dwight is because Dwight is actually a really smart guy, right? Who's a little bit lacking in social skills. Uh-huh. Uh and also kind of like comes from like a a strange foreign background. Yeah. Right. And so like he's kind of an amplified version of you and that like you know you're homeschooled. Yes. So and lived out in the country. So you come from like kind okay, of but a more rural area, not necessarily as rural as like a beet farm. I don't know, but like I know Dwight's, right? Like I sure. can I can very much identify the Dwight's in my life. Yeah. And most of them were homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe like Maybe because I know people who are may- way more like that, I don't mm-hmm. see myself in it as much. Right, and that's fair. Because you think of yourself as neutral, right? I don't. No? No. I mean, I, I see myself as an Andy because Andy has, like, angry outbursts, mm. sings obnoxious songs, and tends to, like, ape people in order to, like, you know, befriend them and try and gain higher social ground. How often do you think you have identified with Andy? Like, was it on their first watch through the show, or yep. has this come? So the question becomes now... If you've watched The Office like eight or nine times at this point, accurate, and you have identified with Andy at all, all this time, do mm-hmm. you think that you've like taken that and it's actually reinforced itself? Like you've become more like Andy? That's possible. Hmm. Although I do feel like the longer, the older I get, the more I see myself in other characters as well. Okay. Um, but I do, I, I generally think that like I see Andy's obnoxious qualities as being amplified versions of me. Okay. Um, so if that's anything, hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I've, I'm excited to meet him. Maybe I'll be, maybe it'll make me realize what I like and hate about you. Maybe. Yeah. I'll see. So who, who's, who's your favorite character on the office? My favorite character on the office. I mean, I mean Dwight is Dwight's Dwight, pretty great. Yeah. Dwight is my, like, I, I don't really identify him with him personally, but he's just a great, like everything he says is new and fun <laughs> i can't believe you're only on season two dude. yeah well i mean i you I have started. so much to learn i just started and then i got to do things with my life what what gender is oscar attracted to i have no idea oh my god you're so early in the season <laughs> oscar hasn't Tim. really done much okay he's just sort of existed your assignment is to get to season three by next week <laughs> um no that's not my assignment my assignment is to do videos what videos this video over here this video that is a song this video. Well, maybe song can... that is a video it's gonna be fun i bet it will it's gonna be good it's gonna be it's, real good it's sounding good so far as the only person who's heard it other than you i can confirm it sounds good so i far. showed it to my mom yesterday she thought it was good oh showing it to your mom yeah but i was like sorry because it's not done oh it's not done i see how it is and i sent the lyrics to joe hansen today so hopefully he, hopefully he gets back to me who's joe hansen okay it's okay to be smart 
Um, oh, cool. He's like a, he's got a PhD in biology. Okay. So when I was starting to do this project on like CRISPR gene editing systems and whatnot, I emailed him or Twitter messaged him and was like, hey, I don't know much about this. Can you help me, please? Yo, did you and just drop a sclusi, bro? What? Did you just drop a six sclusi? I think I've mentioned this before. Okay. But I wasn't oh, sure if you were oh, no. dropping sclusis. I tried to mention this before. Mm-hmm. And then it was the episode with all four of us, uh-huh. and someone immediately cut me off and switched <laughs> to a different topic of conversation. Anyway, so you oh, guys should you. go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge whatever amount of money you see fit so that you can ask us questions. Yeah, things. that'd be great. That was me interrupting you, but... Well, you're the worst. I know. It was in a joking way. We do need to wrap the show, though. Oh, snap. Wrap it in a bow paper. That's not a bad idea. Mm. You could put a little ribbon on it. Yeah. If you like it, then you should have put a rib on it. For her pleasure? No, just because it's, it's a plate and you want to eat ribs. Oh, a rib. Yeah. I thought you meant like a ribbed. Uh, yeah. Ribbed. Holds lubricant two times as well. Well, you guys, thanks so much for listening to the Up for Discussion podcast this week. Thank you for joining us on, on Paris... Par- Thanks, guys. Guys, thanks for coming to Paris with us this week on the Up for Discussion podcast. Um, we hope that you were able to cope with uh, all the nonsense that we talked about um, in yeah. Paris. Paris, cope. I, oh, snap. I see what you did. It was not a great joke, but it was a worthy attempt Yeah, at a humorous statement. I gave it a shot. Are you going to throw away your shot? I will not throw away my shot. Hey, yo, just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. Follow us on Twitter at Talking at Tomzalat, and I at Acapella Science. You can follow Desiree and Simon at Know the Other Simon and Desiree D'Souza on Instagram. Uh, and remember, don't drink and drive. Or, you know, do. You don't deserve to live. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>